The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Let's go. Uh, okay, ready? go. Ready? Sight. Go. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Go on. Go on. Good evening. That's it, come on. Good evening. Yeah, good well evening. Done. Good evening. Shut the fuck up. Good evening <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to... a pleasant start. Good evening and welcome to Movies You Should See. Okay. This week we're reviewing Downfall. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Craig Bevan. I'm Richard Smith. And I'm Alison Downey. There, that wasn't so hard, was it? Was that hard? No, that was good. Okay. I don't know. Right. Okay, so, yeah, the 2002-2003 German film. If you like. If you like. Guesswork there. About the Battle of Berlin and the downfall of Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich. The very end. Of the very very end. The very, very, very end. Of the war in Europe. The If you don't know how this ends... We'll spoil it for you because yeah. we're just going to assume you know. We're just going to assume you know your history. In a ditch covered in petrol on fire. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So, well, let's go through the story then, shall we? The, um, the story is we start, we get introduced to some years before, actually, which is quite an interesting way. There's a little bit of a leap, isn't there? There's a big, there's a big leap at, well, the, sorry, there's at, a big leap. at the start, considering that it doesn't leap anywhere else afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we start with... Hitler's in, um, picking out a new secretary and um, a young lady called Traudel has come to audition for the part, as it were, or interview for the job. And um, But it's almost an audition in itself. Yeah. Um, so they just kind of go in as a lineup, don't they, really? Yeah. Originally, and he kind of walks down the line and he kind of picks her first to go in. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is a bit of, uh, he dictates, she has to type. And um, she pretty much passes the test there and then, well, doesn't she, she? She does, but she gets it a bit wrong, doesn't she? She yeah. makes mistakes, but he still offers her the job. Yeah, yeah. He took a shine, didn't he, really? There, there's a definite shine between Hitler and Traudel. Yeah, but never played up to... Um, no. Um, lecherously or anything. Not at all. Not. Just a kind of fondness. Mm. A, a commanding uncle. 
kind of yeah. figure. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, she gets the job. And, and then we skip some years later to, as we said earlier, the Battle of Berlin. And literally just, just as it's ending, really. Isn't just it? as it's all the beginning going of the end, really. To absolute shit for the Nazis. And what we're witnessing basically is everything that leads up to the demise of Hitler and all of his cronies. You could say the downfall. The downfall of this particular group and um and just yeah that's basically the plot uh the plot in a nutshell um and then whatever happens else is sort of building up this image for you in your heads mm. so why do we like this film because it's good because it's shit hot is it very long it's two and a half hours long yeah oh so no it's not. It's it's longish. It's longish. It's, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's intense. So effectively, yes, I would say it was a long film. It busts the two. Uh, it busts the two hour. Busts the two hours. You're in the long haul, and you've got you're getting pretty fucking. You know, mind raped by it all. Yeah, you really are. Yeah, I must admit that I'm in the middle of my sort of coming to like it phase. I'm not over enthused about it, right. which isn't to say I think it's bad. Right. Um, I watched it for the first time and found it very long and drawn out with not a great deal going on. And then watching it the second time, I thought it was much better. I was struggling a bit, but that was just surely how tired I was, I but, think. Yeah, it's not really dragged me yet into the whole... It's a difficult film to master your attentions around. It's a really sort of hard... Well, A, it's in a foreign language, um, unless you speak German. Um, B, it's characters that have been bigged up to um, a sort of international hatred level as well. So trying to empathise with them straight away is difficult. It's, 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 it's automatically yeah. yeah, it's an automatically a trick. And yeah. kudos to the production team for actually managing to pull that off to a certain extent, <laughs> yeah. but yet never managing to make you forget that these people were monsters. Exactly. And actually managing to you still feel a little bit of empathy for the situation that they found themselves in through whatever motives put them there in the first yeah. place. There's a few that don't get anywhere near close to... to creating empathy in you though no but I suppose you just identify on the level of it's a breakdown of a human being you know what I mean absolutely because that's what we're witnessing here yeah, it's not just the downfall of the third breakdown, Reich yeah. it's the absolute destroying of Adolf Hitler yeah. yeah and the men around him and the women around him and and the dog around him and the children yeah, and the children God, everybody and the bunker that's the gone bunker. now as well yeah. everybody the accessibility, yeah. So we've got that element which makes it quite hard to access, um, to access it. So um, it's also quite difficult on the level that you, it is very, very accurate to what happened and how it happened to the point well, where. Well, let's, like, let's see, that's start awesome. with the opening. I mean, yeah, just about the accuracy of it. I think that it's a blessing and a bad thing. It's a blessing and a curse in the, the same. The curse. I couldn't yeah. think of the opposite of blessing. Yeah. Um, bad thing. The bad bad thing, thing is what I came up with. <laughs> yeah, no, well done. I like the, uh, yeah. On the one hand, it's so spot on accurate. It's ridiculous. I mean, I've been watching The World at War with the footage of the people that they're depicting and it's bang on mm. the really only um, but- goof that I managed to spot in the entire <laughs> film is the fact that Hitler's map in his office features decolonized Africa 
Really? That's the only one. I was like, we didn't get out of there until the 50s, man. What's yeah. that about? But other than that, yeah, everything else is just spot on. But on the other hand, the downside of that is that a shitload went off in that bunker. Yeah. In that space of time. And it doesn't necessarily lend itself all that well to being made into a film of any palatable length. It isn't a comfortable film at all. No, because a a great deal happens to so many people over not very long. As with City of God, this director managed to pull off something quite remarkable in the fact that, structurally speaking, this film is absolute shit. It's all over the place, isn't it? It's absolutely everywhere, but... If you let yourself and you allow yourself to be immersed into the situation and get a grips with everything that's going on and just, just, just watch and forget about the structure and realize almost like you're watching the ultimate of documentaries and feel of it like that way, then you can get into it from just, just become engrossed with it because there is no, there are no acts. There's no first, second and third act. It is literally you start. Almost at the bottom. It's like a diary entry. It and is. then you go the, further the, down. It is, it is though, isn't it? Adapted yeah. from Traudel's diaries. Yeah, that's and correct, yeah, the woman survived. Well, she's in the opening uh, shot, isn't she? Yeah, and, and we meet her as an shot. old woman at yeah. the very beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, and we are literally seeing her diary entry. So like, the way I felt it wasn't like in acts. It was like the pages of a diary just yeah, rolling along like as she remembers. You know, you'll see her looking around the corner at a conversation in the distance. So you know she's keyed into that memory. It's yeah, real, and it's, it's it's you're not reason. actually there with, say, Hitler and Goebbels having a chat. You're seeing the chat from a distance. You can't quite pick out all the words. Oh, you're hearing what's going off yeah. in the corridor outside because yeah. Hitler's shouting so yeah. loud. He's yeah. in t- involved the entire place. Yeah. She's your sort of connection with humanity in, uh, yeah. to a certain extent. Like, D- Oh, yeah, to um, every extent. I well, she's the common man in the piece, really. She is. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the common man. Ext- well, aesthetically as well, very pleasing. Um, yeah, yeah, beautiful. She's in, um, if anyone's seen it, the uh, ITV version of Dr. Zhivago, which is actually very good. <laughs> so That's bad, uh, Michael. Hey? <laughs> if anybody had seen that, ITV wouldn't be in the news as much. I know. <laughs> Um, Nobody's watching. No one's watching it. No, it's a shame. But buy on DVD. It's a good little. It's not <coughs> like the original Doctor Zhivago. It kind of takes the book and does its own interpretation on it rather than remaking. I don't know the original story. <laughs> the original is very, very good. Um, but the um, the ITV version has its own merits and does certain things better than and concentrates on different things, different aspects. See, I, sh- I should watch Kira the original first. Kira is also in that. Kira who? Nightly. Uh, Do you know any other Kiras? The one in Deep Space Nine. Nine. I'm still in Star Trek mode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dear, dear, dear. Kira Norris. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Uh, she's, she's got three first names. Her name's Alexandra Maria Lara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, they couldn't decide which one, so they gave her all three. Yeah. But... She's great in this. Didn't you always feel sorry for those kids at school who had two first names? No surname. No. Just no. because their surname was a first name. Like John Martin. Like yeah. Chris Barry. Yeah. Craig Charles. James Craig. <laughs> sorry, they're just two people from school. I <laughs> Danny John Jules. Craig Mark. Danny yeah, John Danny Jules. Danny John Jules has yeah. got three yeah. first names. Most of the Red Dwarf crew are first yeah. name, first name, first Chris name. Chris Barry as well. Barry, yeah. Yeah. Craig yeah. Charles, yeah. Robert Llewellyn as well. <laughs> 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 Who's called Llewellyn? 
Welsh people. Welsh ah. people. Oh, is it Welsh? Yeah, double um, L. Start. Llewellyn. <laughs> Are you Welsh then? I'm a quarter Welsh. My grandfather was Welsh. <laughs> and his name was Ivor Oswald Love Day, and he talked like that, very soft. Very I don't think this should have come out at this point in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's that something you should have been making very clear from the beginning. She's wearing well, a woolly hat. I would have, I would have, a woolly hat. Yeah. We'll talk Indoors. Come on. More Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so downfall. Yeah, so she she's stunning. Um and plays the role excellently as she does in Doctor Zhivago as well. She's yeah, the only yeah. other thing I've seen her in. Um, and yeah, she's a sort of our connection to the real humanity that's whatever humanity's left in this mm. godforsaken place. I think I described it to you, Craig, as um, a depiction of hell. <laughs> oh, no, this is one of yeah. the most accurate depictions of hell on earth. Oh, it is. I, I, would, I would happily second that. Even it being underground is kind of yeah. like that, you know, that so symbol bleak. of just mm. down in the depths of hell. Oh, the bunker as well is such a good set. Like fantastic. the corridors that just go on and on and on. And just plain grey concrete with stains on them. It's just a horrible place. <laughs> You've got that combination of really good set, really good performances, really good direction. Um, nice little set pieces of action coming mm, in and yeah, out. Yeah, nice little bits of action every now and then. Mm. Um, the costumes are absolutely astounding as well. Not just for the... Uh, the uniforms, because generally they're always very good yeah, in yeah. war depictions, but the the clothes that the women wore, the wives and Ava Brown and, you know, that mad party that they have upstairs, yeah, how everybody's pencil. dressed, it, it's just absolutely on the nail. Bits of it feel a little bit like a dream, like, an, or a nightmare in particular, just like when, uh, is it Eva Brown takes them upstairs and says right we're going to have a party yeah, and yeah. then they all put the music on and start dancing and then there's that massive explosion the, 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 the place rocks a little bit and she mm. says no I want something with swing it's because the record's gone off because of uh, some shells have hit nearby and uh, and then they put it back on again and then the windows blow open and there's a massive explosion outside and everybody but these people are all de- dressed up and dancing and having a good time and then you cut to various how people are reaction, reacting to the fact that they know they've lost. And mm. some of them are up for surrendering and giving it up and, um, right, this is the end of it. Some of them want them to fire to the last bullet to kill every Russian that they can before there's, there's they go down. a whole down. group of them are just drink and drink and drink yeah. Yeah. shit. Yeah. And yeah, there's that very good scene where the, the stormtroopers go into the, um, the brothel and all of these Nazis are just absolutely getting hammered yeah. and fucking as many people as they can before they get yeah. annihilated, basically. And yeah, it's just, it just looks like, yeah, the end of the world and hell on earth. And Effectively, it is the end of their world. It though. is the end of their world. <laughs> it is. And that depiction I thought was very, very good. Yeah, definitely. And then you've got, what else have you got on this? You've got so many different levels within this. Um, you've also got the doctor. He's the other element of humanity. He, yeah, he's yeah, another the professor. One, he? He's great. Yeah, and you've got that wonderful moment at the be- near the beginning of the film where the um, all the documents being chucked out of the hospital and all the the papers fluttering around the the courtyard. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, mm. and that just stunning so we're images. Out of here in an hour. There are some wonderful going. moments of direction. Yeah. That- Moments of genius in the direction. Yeah. Just um, some of them running down the hallway in um, as the shells going off and the lights, oh, and the lights, the out. lights yeah. constantly cutting out and coming back on is really well handled. Yeah, I do. Admit, I think I turned around to you at that point, didn't I? Just mm. Shocked. So. 
Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble with this one, you know. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. I realize I'm very quiet. I've What's your biggest hang-up, to you. If you had the biggest hang-up I don't. I don't want to say it's very long. I'm probably just tainted by the... No. Is it a subtitled name? No, it's not not subtitles. This Um, one had an end. We're all right there. It had an end. Uh, It was... I don't know. It just misses something. I I can't tell you what it is, and I hate that. I think that it's fair to say that you prefer a happy ending. Don't. No. No. What? No. I think... (laughs) No. Please, first of all, don't do that to me again. And second of all, please don't be sat there saying the only reason you didn't like the film that covered historically accurately the last days of Hitler was because it didn't end happily. You see, the problem is... If, that's if, not what I meant. If, that, if it had ended happily, Richard, then... The Russians um, would have died. No, would have Hitler would have carried on to exterminate the Jews. Exactly. Yeah, so you can't no, I was, I was fine with the ending. It just... <laughs> It just didn't grab me. Right, right. That's all. It was acted Too many well, it was directed well, it was edited brilliantly. Too many characters, perhaps? I can't, I'm not sat there with it bugging me that there's too many characters. I don't know, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it sucked me in. It didn't feel two and a half hours long to me. Um, I think I probably, you, me, Alison, enjoyed it the most out of everyone in this room. I don't know. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was just so knackered. I was struggling to keep up with it. Right. The strange Um, thing is I would also recommend it. I'm not... I don't think I'm sat here saying I think it's shit. Because it's not. It's very, very... I thought it was amazing. And I think the key reason above everything else, you know, and and their superb reasons, direction, or um, editing, and all the rest of it, is the performances. Yeah. Mm. Right, well... Uh, everyone everyone I, I can't think of anyone that underperformed or, or just didn't live up to the rest of the crew on this no, film because they were absolutely astounding Bernard Gantz <laughs> just gave just the unreal. performance of his life you know I'm sure he was born to play Hitler and I'm sure he was born yeah. to play Hitler in his final days oh, his uh his Some portrayal of the, of the Parkinsonism yeah, as well. Of Parkinson, yeah. You can kind of see, he, he plays it so that you can see the once human, but the now declined Hitler. Yeah. And, you know, even his body is breaking down. Yeah, his the, mind is breaking down. And you, you're seeing it all happen in front of your eyes. Just the rants that he goes on, the spice. It's the words Anger. out. It's just like so angry at the betrayals he feels as well. Yeah, and all this that loyalty from that's every other, corner. That's the other thing that makes it so mad is that like during this time when they are their backs are firmly against the wall, they have absolutely no escape. Hitler is still sending out people to kill the ones who betrayed him. And yeah. um, the one of my favourite moments is when he sends out to the general who's in charge of the west side of the city or something like that, and he's been informed incorrectly that the general has um, uh, given up the post and has moved. And he's retreated. He's retreated slightly, just slightly as well, mm. not even a lot. 
so he's sent for him to be to be shot or to be brought him brought to Hitler and then to be shot and then he comes down and explains and says well I'm not you know just he just walks in and says I'm here to see uh, uh, the Führer and he's uh, why what are you here for and he says I'm here to be shot and um, and carries mm. on in and uh, explains himself and doesn't get shot and then says that he's now in charge of protecting Berlin and he says quite frankly so under the circumstances I would have rather been shot yeah and, mm. and then you know just and, and walks out and but then like the other chap. Um, who was also sleeping or had something with um, Eva Brown as well, um, him uh, in the prostitute's bed, and he sends the stormtroopers after him and yeah, get, yeah. he gets shot as well. And then, you know, that's the majority of the death scenes either come through war, but this possibly is the highest quota in any film you're ever likely to see of suicides. Suicide. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Although there was a horrible, the number of, oh God, towards the end when those two guys in the bunker get cornered by the Russians and they just blow their own heads out. Yeah. So many of them. Well, there's those. There's the grenades the, for the kids. The grenades and the kids. The, kids, the, uh, yeah. the children being poisoned. Yeah. The dog being yeah. poisoned. The dog, yeah. The children being poisoned is possibly one of the most heart-wrenching scenes because they just... It's harrowing, isn't it? It's very harrowing. It's especially, very well done. Especially the, um, the previous scene as well where she's putting them to sleep. Yeah. Because that's it. Yeah, she goes in with... Um, and one of them susses it. Yeah. Oh God, that's horrible. Because the older child, she goes in. She's got. Um, she's going to put them out of the misery, basically, thinking that um, if they get captured, then their lives are going to be awful, basically. Well, social democracy is not going to exist, and therefore they're not going to yeah. live through anything other. Yeah. She says that quite clearly, doesn't she? Yeah. If, yeah. The, if that structure's gone, there's no point in being alive. So she then goes in and um, first of all uses some, I can't remember what it was, but some of the doctor gives her something to put them to sleep. And so like then says it's medicine to all the little ones. But against the damp, but one of the little ones is it's not damp down here. Yeah. And that moment just sends chills down your back. And then yeah. the older one out of the children susses, susses it, it out. Yeah. Susses it out and um, doesn't want it and is struggling so horribly against it. And then eventually when they're all asleep, she comes back and puts little, is it cyanide, cyanide capsules mm. in yeah. their mouth and, and Forces their jaws closed to to break the cyanide, to bite the uh, to bite the cyanide pills. We're, we're not ruining anything by telling you this. It's it's it's, it's all about the delivery rather yeah. than what actually you know what you know what's going to happen. It's yeah, it's not shocking. It's, it's all, it is shocking. Well, it it's is, not yeah, a shock. Yeah, as in a dramatic shock. But I, that, really, I really think the Goebbels family are the most traumatic uh, element yeah. this entire well, film. The for most me. sort of. Loyal to the cause as well, well aren't they? They are, but they're kind of like the Von Trapp family, how she's got all the children trained to sing Germanic yeah. pride songs yeah. and, mm. you know, mm. all these kind of Nazi anthems. Oh, they he, all did that, though. That was that was what they were all doing at the time. how dark to pull those oh, children incredibly out, dark. sing those anthems, and then later that night murder them all in yeah. their sleep. No, it's nasty. It's hellish. That. Hellish. You so have Magda social Goebbels services down on you like is just that. <laughs> Ma Child Goebbels. support agency wouldn't be happy. No. What's her name? Uh, Karina Harfauch, I think her name is. That's the uh, the, the the mother. Yeah. Magda, amazing performance. I mean, just what to go through in she preparation through, for a role like that is. Just, she goes uh, through lots of highs and lows as well. She, she really well, I mean, does. They all do, but she's she's literally, I, I guess, the most. Uh, loyal to Hitler's cause mm. th than anyone. Yeah, even, even beyond her husband her, as well. Beyond, beyond her husband, yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
And sorry, just going slightly back to what we were saying before about the whole, um, you know, him still sending out people to kill the people who betrayed him, as well as a brief scene later on when, like, really towards the end after Hitler's already gone, and there's um, a, a, a general or a sergeant giving out crosses of iron to like to the the cross of iron to certain soldiers who've been who've been brave yeah and then everything as they're going along and just thinking it just, it just doesn't mean shit anymore what you're about to, you're, what you're doing doesn't mean anything you are on the edge of defeat yeah you're mm-hmm. not going to get through this and yeah just the suicide the suicides and the desperation of the murders and and everything else and the majority of the of the suicides are off screen are off yes. camera oh, yeah. and um, I won't ruin anything for you but there are one or two which aren't and they do come rather shockingly at places yeah and, particularly um, when you've just been so carefully spared of seeing something horrific yeah and you become accustomed to the to the pan to the left side yeah. as, as, the, as the gun raises pan left and then suddenly oh no we're not going to spare you this time there was oh a, shit <laughs> there was an excellent version of King Lear which did a, which pulled off a similar trick and I can't remember for the life me who saw I saw it when I was in college and um, um, I can't remember who directed it and I can't get a hold of it for love nor money but it's an excellent scene the famous scene where um, oh, I can't remember if it's Edgar or Edmund um, one of the two characters but um, gets Gloucester and I think it's I think it's Gloucester god I studied this text twice um, <laughs> Gloucester. I have no idea what you're talking Gloucester's about. one of the characters in it and I think it's Gloucester anyway but he gets his eye plucked out it's quite a famous scene in King Lear and he, he gets with a spoon and oh, yeah brother, why spoon because it's dull you so it'll hurt more that why would you do that well it's just the bard and um and so yeah he, the, the scene goes and um you, you get him struggling and the guy um grabs a spoon goes to pluck out the the character's eye gets the spoon right up to the eye and then it cuts to black and you think, all oh, right, we've been spared that scene. And then it cuts back in again, and you've got the spoon right in the eye, like gouging the eye out, and horrible, hideous screams. And then it comes back, and it is that—it's a fucking brilliant trick to just make your audience think they've been spared of something, and then to shove it right in their face when they don't expect That's it. That's cruel. Yeah, and, but and this, this film manages to pull it off at several occasions. It's like you're saying about Oblivion the other day, though, how it had the countdown when you're about to drop into yeah. the pit of doom, and it goes five four, three, and then you drop on three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you think, oh shit, the ride's broken, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's an All the fear trick. from uh, roller coaster rides comes from the fear of the ride breaking. Yeah. It does really. Yeah. Otherwise, and then, and then you've got the, the, this voice telling you that it is broken because it's dropping you on three. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Always wanted the seat buckles to just loosen that little bit. Oh, just at that point. get me. And just go, like that. That's where my paranoia sits. Is it House on the Haunted Hill? Where they have yes. the rides at the start. Yeah. And uh, they have the elevator one and then the one where they're the, in that roller coaster the carriage. Bends. And the carriage in front of them, the track sign of, kind of breaks off and the carriage in front of them just flies off the edge into nothingness <laughs> and then the track mends itself just before the second carriage comes along. <laughs> <laughs> that would shit you up. <laughs> it's meant for so, a shit film. Spare a moment for those who are seriously injured at Outmont Towers this year. 
<laughs> yes. No, no, but did someone die actually before I'm laughing? I don't, I don't like know. Died. I don't the, think it was a the runaway train is runaway firmly train. closed. Good. I don't like, think it was a. No, I, did, I don't want to laugh if someone actually died. I don't think it was due to a fault, though, was it? I think mm, it was someone had a heart, heart attack, attack or something. All yeah. oh, right. No, no, well, no, they no. shouldn't have gone on then. There was a sign. No, something happened to it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it bust. Mm, all right, okay. Oh, and then we don't know anything about that, so we shouldn't speculate. Yeah, that's um, right. So, um, so the runaway train went around the track and it blew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, so downfall. What, what else have we got on downfall then? Um, we've also got a very sparing, very sparing use of score. And very sparing, yeah. The the scene where she um, kills the children is one of the few instances that that comes in. And because it is used, so that, you know, it is the strings, heart strings moment. It is, but it's not but it's overly done, dramatic either. No, it's, you know, it's, it's very, very gentle, very key. subtle. And just in the right place is enough to just etch yeah, up that yeah. emotion a little bit more. You have to look at what you'd want to gain from adding music to it. And ordinarily, I think you'd add music to add tension to a situation. Oh, I think emotion. if you added tension and emotion to some of the scenes in this film, you'd be you'd overkill. Kill people. It would it be would, overkill. It would. Yeah. It would go too far. And, you and the soundscape in that bunker is tension enough. That's it. And plus the fact that within a normal film, you have up and down moments of emotion. You've got happy incidents and sad incidents. This film starts off in a shit situation and goes through to the complete and total annihilation of everyone and everything. And so as a soundtrack, you'd really just have two two hours, 20 minutes of, oh, God, <laughs> everybody's going to die. Oh, he's killed himself. Oh, they're all going to die. Is that what the choir are singing? That's what they're singing. Oh, she's murdered all the children. But all in German, oh, obviously. Yeah. Structurally, it reminds me of um, Black Hawk Down a little bit. Really? In the sense that Black Hawk Down just drops you in 20 minutes into the film into a shit situation and then it continually becomes shit and it doesn't let up the pace. Relentless all the way. There's no structure to Black Hawk Down at all. It is literally opening scenes, set up, bam, 50, 60 minutes of action, the end. Why was Ewan McGregor in Black Hawk Down? God knows. But the point is that it had... not have been doing an American accent. Well, yeah. I don't think he was. Well, I don't think he yeah. An attempt. Failing. But where Black Hawk Down fails for me in the fact that it is relentless and you sort of, you do get that whole bombardment of so many different characters and you have the same thing with Downhaul. It's hard to keep track of who's who and what's going on where unless you know your history inside out. Oh, these Germans all look the same to me. I have a fair grasp of what happened. (laughs) All those evil people. I have a fair grasp of what happened at the end there, but I don't, I still couldn't keep up with what was going on. It's one of those things that I just fill in in my own mind who people were and stuff like that. It's, you know... I get slightly annoyed when a film doesn't provide me with information and expects me to make it up. Mm. But I, when I, when a film, I know it's providing me with the information, you just but can't I don't remember. have the capacity to understand it. Mm. I just fill it in. Yeah. And so in my mind, they're all just bad Nazi people right. and they all get what's coming to them. So there sort of thing. And it's, it doesn't matter who's who, mm. you know, it doesn't matter who dies in what order or how they all die. We were just saying as well yesterday, um, 
given the heightened dramatic nature of the piece, given the there's so many levels of drama that could be put in, you know, that of dramatic senses that could be put into this. How this hasn't been made or this particular event hasn't been made into a movie before. And the reason it hasn't been made into a yes. movie before is because neither us nor the Americans got there first. Yeah. We got beat hands down by the Russians and no one wants to see a film about the Russians kicking the Germans' ass until recently because that was, you know, oh, right, we see, see the commie bastards <laughs> <laughs> kick the uh, Nazi scum's ass. Shit, what are we going to do with that? So um, Hollywood's never wanted to touch this. We never wanted to touch it because it's a bit of a sore point and we didn't make it there, and, um, or none of us did. And, yeah. the, and the Russians captured the eastern side of, of Germany. And Oh, they were closest. They were closest. To they, be fair. To be fair, they had the most casualties of the Second World War. I'm sure they were very pissed off. They were rather narked, yes. So I'm yeah. uh, let them have it. I'm let them have that. it. No, fair enough. But that's the only reason it's not really been made into a film until now. And it yeah, feels yeah. like the entire German film production company. Yeah, and, you know, and half of the uh, half of <laughs> half of the country's budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they sacrificed their health service yeah. for a year <laughs> and decided to put all the money to making this one film. It, it looks. Well, so impressive. We don't normally get foreign films like this that make it onto the international level as as well as this one has very often. No. No. I'm thinking films like Amelie. And There's stuff films like, like that. Amelie, Amores Prose. Yeah, that sort of thing. Three now, Colours trilogy. From, the very, very creme de la creme. Well, look, from, look at our exports as well. There's not many. No. But the difference is, is the language. You know, it's a non-English language film. So a lot of those films are made for that country. You know, they mm. never expect to have an outside audience. True. And true. some of them are just so fucking good that mm. it surpasses the language. See, the only other and big I think one, this was one of those. I think the only other big one, I think it's probably by sheer volume, is um, sort of Asian cinema as well. Asian cinema is a lot more accessible than yeah. the rest of the world cinema, though. Yeah. There is... Well, like I said, it's um, sheer volume. I'm sheer sure, sheer well. volume as well. But, I mean, the Hong Kong action film has always appealed to... Yeah, new Westerners. police story. New police story. New police story, man. <laughs> Apparently it's shit. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be an hour and a half of Jackie Chan running across fast-moving things and jumping off them. And yeah. I will be there. <laughs> he's going to do something on the top of a bus you know it he's going to be hanging off something for dear life and then get back up at for, the real? Last for real for real um, oh it's worth seeing Jackie Chan films it is worth seeing yeah. the, well Jackie Chan films again that's sort of that international appeal that um, Hong Kong and uh, Asia has, and later Asia has always been able to sort of grasp the international market but I'd say personally in terms of a sound investment making a German production in a German in German language about the about downfall that. of Hitler which I believe they're rather sensitive about. Which they are rather sensitive about. Was always going to garner international um, uh, attention, at least, if not acclaim, which this film has. Because to do something that is that sensitive and to actually do a German portrayal of, you know, possibly the most defining moment in the history of the last century is... Very well, important. The, at the end of the day as well, they probably couldn't afford to make this bad. No, they couldn't. It had to be spot on and they, they, they've fucking nailed it. So hats off to them. Someone argued, um, I can't remember, I think it was Bob actually, um, argued that the, um, he thought it was a little bit over the top in places. And the reason it was over the top was because, uh, the German production was compensating somehow. I felt that they had to go over the top, but I don't think that at all. I thought no. that it was no, actually no. very downplayed and, 
you know, there were certain heightened dramatic moments, but certainly I think the, the situation was full of heightened dramatic moments. I mean, you're talking about a situation with massive murders and mass suicides and... Well, that's it. It is unreal. Everything else. We, we couldn't imagine being in a situation like that at no. all. No, and, and the point of our empathy is with Trowdle, and she's just an ordinary girl. She doesn't really understand how she's in this position of being surrounded by Nazis who, who killed Jewish people. And, but what um, is crazy as well is in her last speech, she said says, you know, but at the end of the day, being young and naive isn't an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. She's yeah. had a long, long time to yeah. think about her yeah. role in that in that period of time in her life. And that was just quite That was quite interesting. heartbreaking. And yeah, it was, it was very interesting that. to hear as well. It was just like, oh shit, yeah, there is that element to it as well. Mm. But how she just got swept there. And- so many people did just get swept up in a hysterical yeah. wave of nationalism and a lot of them yeah. weren't even aware of what the regimes actually stood for. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you talk well, about the time. She, she said she found out years later, didn't she, about the... Mm. Um, about what was happening, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I think one of the most tragic figures is the little boy who, who joins oh, the soldiers God, yeah. to do yeah. his little bit for the war effort. Mm. and carries on all day after bombing a tank. Just all of his and friends get rinsed. And, uh, he, yeah, he gets a little... You have a lovely little a, Saving Private Ryan moment as well when he runs off after the tank and the guy behind him puts his helmet on and gets shot through the helmet. Yeah. And, and little moments like that. There are some shocking deaths in this film. Um, the the guy with the grenades, which we've already mentioned earlier, puts on his puts on his uniform best, walks into his dining room on his on a first floor flat of a, a building in Berlin. Because well, he tries to get out, doesn't he? He tries yeah. to ask Adolf to leave, but he won't let him. Sits down at the dinner table. His little Wife, daughter, children. little son at one side. His daughter at the end of the table. She asks if he's all right. He he nods, pulls the pins out of the grenades, wraps them together, and pulls the cords, just looks up at his wife for one last time, boom. And it's just fucking so casually delivered. The guys who finish the cigarettes and then just drop them and walk around, turn yeah. the door, bang, bang. And really just just so well delivered. When really they should have just tried Nicorette patches. I know. <laughs> they were an easier way to quit. Everybody <laughs> knew that they were they were just in such a state though, there was no way that they were gonna survive this and come out with a hands yeah. clean. No. They were in big shit. So they were either just going to disappear or oh, take the moments shit. moments like when they find all the old people in the hospital as well. Oh, dear, that killed me. And just been left by themselves and just been abandoned to the Russians and all of that. Um, yeah, ultimately it is all down to sort of Bruno Gantz and, and the rest of the of the rest He's of the He's amazing. He is really amazing. I've not actually... I've only seen... Anthony Hopkins has done a go at Hitler once and a TV series I saw a bit of that um, I didn't see the one with Robert Carl that's apparently very good I don't know what it's called I can't remember I can't remember it was a Channel 4 little mini series it was. unfortunately came out at the same time as this and so it wasn't as successful yes, it was mm. and, um, there was the guy who played the young Hitler in Max yeah whose accent I felt was dodgy yeah but to be fair, Bruno against is German, and so gets he a foothold over any guy from Essex playing him. Mm. I think. So well, that. yeah, given that he was speaking in German. But again, I mean, what the things that you've been watching on World at War? Mm. The, the exact speech patterns of Hitler when you hear him doing his speeches, like at the Nuremberg rally and all that lot. 
the pitch that he shouts at and gets angry at is exactly the one that's delivered. Oh, the Christ, the spitting, isn't it? It's just pure venom and vitriol that's coming out of him. It's despair at disloyalty. Personally, I think those are the easier moments, I think, because you've got so much archive footage portraying that. What was more interesting for me is the stuff when he's being quite tender and loving to people yeah. and sort of really nice and like you say especially to um, what's her name to Sorry. Trouder. to yeah exactly and, and uh, yeah all of those you moments see him get married as well That's yeah I didn't, I didn't know that you know I, I had no idea that bizarre, he got married just bizarre before. little episode yeah. while they were down there yeah Eva Brown's character is very strange as very well. Very strange, yes. she's, she's kind of a mixture between youthful naivety, ignorance, absolute vitality and, and, madness. and madness. Yeah. All embroiled in one. All mixed up in a big pot. She's, she's like a child who kind of doesn't understand, but then an adult who does, and yeah. that's what tips her madness. You see, I didn't think the wedding was done particularly realistically, because if I was Adolf Hitler, sat behind, you know, however many Russians deaths um, and sat down in my bunker about to get married. I think I'd have slightly giggled when I got to the death do part, but... Just, yeah, I'm, well, that's not going to be fucking... <laughs> all right. Long, yeah. For the next I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Before I'm eviscerated. Oh, doesn't, doesn't he say, though, uh, can you prove you are of uh, whatever descent... You're talking to the Fuhrer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, no, he asks for ID, doesn't he? No, that's yeah. it, yeah. You're talking to the Fuhrer. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think it's going to matter much longer. Uh, do you know Just in case there's a guy in the bunker wandering around just dressed as Adam. But if he'd have had to answer that question, he skipped over that question, didn't he? Oh, yeah. His, uh, his older lineage had mm, a little bit exactly. Jewish in it. Exactly, yeah. 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 So that's very clever. Pulled, that pulled the old A. Who do you, you think you're talking to? That's mm, the yeah. uh, classic uh, homophobe, homo- <laughs> repressed homosexual syndrome again, isn't it? But um, the uh, he's a repressed he's a, Jew. He's a repressed Jew. Well, he is. He's, he's fighting against his Jewish heritage in the only way he can, which is to completely shun it and destroy it, which is a common side effect of phobia. We all need yeah. our pain. It makes us who we are. No, I don't need my pain. <laughs> Let me take your pain. Take um, the Xanax. Also, because uh, like, I think this has to draw comparisons to Das Boot. Has anyone else seen that? Yes, no, but not for a long time. But That's the other German war film. And that's the other... <laughs> and it is actually one of my favourite war films. I think my favourite war films have got to be this, Das Boot and The Thin Red Line. Oh, there's the Full Metal Jacket as well. Yeah, there's a great escape. Um, now. But yeah, Apocalypse Now. Oh, there's so many great There's so Australia many, League. but in terms of uh, the Second World War films. Second World War, And it's yeah. Das Boot das and Downfall, Downfall for me. and The Thin Red Line Have any of you seen and, The Longest and, Day? No. No. Now, see, I've read about this. I've seen most of it, right? Now, imagine saving Private Ryan with sort of all of your little quibbles about saving Private Ryan taken out of it. Be a mm. good film then. It sort of covers the D-Day landings from the perspective of everyone in a greatly inaccurate way. Right. So forget the realism. Sean Connery is in it and he's on, <laughs> he's on the landing and the front of his boat comes down and he comes strolling off, tunneling down the landing bit and just sort of stands there. Ah, so this is France, is it? Right. Ah, oh, I suppose we're off Gilson Jet. And he goes off in his little kilt. And you think, no, no, mate, mown down by machine gun fire. That's what <laughs> happened. None of this. But you do get all the different, and John Wayne's in it and all that sort of thing, but it's black and white. 
if you can stand that. We should do it one week. People would get off our backs about not doing old films then. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So. Which is the French connection, that's old enough. Yeah, so, those people can fuck off, actually. So what, the same people makes... who whinge about is not always talking about the film that the podcast named after. I know. Pet peeve, sorry. So, Das Boot and Downfall over this side, and Saving Private Ryan and other films of the like over mm. that side. Why do we like them? What is it about these films and For me, particularly it's, it's Downfall any, that it's, we like? It's anything with... Realism. We yeah. like realism, we realism, like drama. We like rounded perspectives. We, we like, like shit blowing up. We no. like honesty. We like and honesty. people sticking their hands up and going, yeah, we fucking did this. We're, we're really sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I also big, like to be. I, also, I, I like to be challenged in in the assessment at the end of the day. Again, you, with with Das Boot, I mean they're quite odd because they sort of skirt around the issue of the Nazi Party quite a lot, mm. and the fact that it's a German U boat. But at one point, they end up firing a missile at a British uh, battle cruiser, and the battle cruisers have been plaguing this U-boat for so long and you grow so attached to this crew that you actually start shouting, yeah, kill the Brits. You know, you know, <laughs> it, it, it gets you in that so much because you were with these crew 24 seven and there's none of the mention of the Nazi party. They're just soldiers fighting a war. And that's what you, that's what you sort of love about it. And that's what I like about those two particular films. And I think the, there's a claustrophobia theme going through both of them, you know? Yeah. You, you're trapped. Oh, the bunker in, and especially the submarine. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it brings you closer in. You feel like you're part of it. Downfall like, takes a very unique point for World War Two because it was the only time when it got this close. It's one of the few war films with a very strong feminine presence. Yeah. Like, very strong because... Yeah. You know, you got uh, Goebbels and uh, Mrs. Goebbels. She and, ain't know, a woman. <laughs> oh, good God, she's the devil spawn. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There, there, there are women present. There's a, yeah, there's a lot throughout. of femininity in there, yeah. definitely. Mm. Which you don't get in war films very often. No. At all. Um, and in fact, the fact that the whole film is sort of half told from the perspective of a woman is a very unique and interesting part of this film. You get a bit mm. in Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a war movie. <laughs> that's that's like saying the Gulf War was a war. That's not a war. What a film, though. Right. It is. No, it's not. They went into the danger zone. They took a highway there. Yeah. <laughs> On their mighty wings. I'm, I'm with you. You can't actually, actually see my, my level of disgust. I love Top Gun. I'm going to take my shirt off in a minute. I love it that much. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I'm going to, on the way home, sleep. stop in at Asda and buy the two-disc collector's edition of Top Gun. And then I'm going to put it on when we get home and I'm going to stay up all night watching it on the Shirt off playing for Because it's yourself. that good, yeah. But yeah. it's not as good as Downfall. No. <sighs> That's debatable. You can't watch Top Gun. They killed Dr. Green. It's not nice. Well, then ER killed oh, Dr. Green. It's so Goose. sad, that bit, isn't it? It really is. Goose, no? yeah. Goose when Goose Only because it's Dr. Green. Not because it's goose. It's because it's goose. No, it's not. It's because it's goose. <laughs> Hi, I'm dead meat. I don't know why everyone keeps calling me that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Shit film. I've still oh, not seen Top Gun all the way through, actually. What? Because yeah. it's shit. No, because it's it another off. one of those. Because you couldn't be bothered to see who was going to be the wingman. No, yeah, I wasn't allowed to see it. You yeah, could be my wingman any day. And then, oh, come fuck on. Fuck you. Uh, you guys. Oh, shit. Guys on the forum, please. Just. Big up Top Gun because it's great. 
What a film! I'll admit the homoerotic subtext is very interesting. That's <laughs> just an Air Force thing. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's an armed forces thing, then. Mm. And football. 80s armed forces. Plenty locker room loving. Don't ask, don't Oily boys. Little white towels. Hi. <laughs> well, I think we've kind of descended into. <laughs> I think we've downfall, fallen yes. into. Downfalled. We've, we've downfalled. Down we've downfallen into a pit De of 80s crap cinema. So I think we, we have should probably fell. end this here. We have yeah. lots of other things we can talk about. Housekeeping, then. Um, With enthusiasm. Okay, go to Podcast Alley and vote for us, please. Please. Because we like it when you do that. It's smashing. Yes. And uh, please do. Please. And all that. Or if you really feel like it, uh, go to iTunes and write a review of us, please. If you like. Um, Not if you don't like us, though. If you don't like us, don't write. Don't, yeah, don't write. Don't. Bad. Please, and yeah. and don't write. Can you do such and such a film? Email me and ask me if you want us to do such and such a film. Or join the forum. Don't yeah. don't write that in review places. It's yeah. not a review, is it? It's a request list. It is. I, I'm happy to receive requests. We all are. What's the vice versa? Mm-hmm. Imagine if Santa got a review every year instead of a list. Yeah. What a, what must be pissed off? It's just like, well, I didn't like the way your sledge. Hit the roof last year. A lot year. of noise. I had to replace a couple of yeah. slates. Yeah, a few bricks came loose in the chimney. Light, light the new trimmings on the reindeer. You know, quite more good. subtle than last year. You know, and like, really, yeah, Santa's just sat watching this and thinking, well, well yeah. What do you trimmed your beard want? this what year as well. What, what do you, what do you fucking move. want? What do you, what, do you, what do you fucking want? I don't want a review. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I don't. But surely uh, everyone em- learns Empire, by Empire gave me five stars. I don't need your review. Who Cons- the fuck do you think you are? Constructive po- criticism, you po- Santa, come on. You poxy little shit. Little shit. You Look at the size of me. You poxy little child. Look at the size of me. You're tiny. I'm a fat bastard. I, I could sit on you and break your own heart. It's you like couldn't. watching therapy. It's like watching brain damage. Yeah, it feels like that. So who was Santa? I was Santa. <laughs> That's so unlikely, isn't it? It is so oh, unlikely. I was Santa. No, you were the small child. <laughs> you didn't even know who was Santa. I was Santa. I'm saying, how dare you okay, review me? On the, on <laughs> no, I'm Santa. <laughs> on the forum, who is Santa? Neither. Oh, I've got a Mike picture to Santa. prove I'm Santa. I'm, <laughs> do you want to see my, my phone? I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really not going to try and <laughs> argue that I'm Santa over you, because clearly you have a lot more Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's, mm. I, then, I think Santa's discombobulated he's moved to the South Pole he's not feeling that good yeah. just any excuse to use that word eh? oh yeah, yeah. any excuse no, I'm not going to I'm going to tick that why not you can tick off discombobulate <laughs> mother ticker say it some more you're feeling discombobulated Craig <laughs> That's a funny you get minus word. I'm feeling out of sorts. Do I get minus yeah. points for using the word discombobulated one more time? Off. Oh, so I lose my ones for anthropology. Shit. Yes. Okay. There I am. <laughs> I want to see and Craig shows the picture the of him as that's, that's Santa that's going to be on the, the webpage I think Craig, Craig is Santa Craig, Craig wins okay Craig, Craig was Santa. I was Santa thank you okay okay I'm sort of thrown by that now I didn't yeah. actually think you could prove you were Santa <laughs> <laughs> yeah there okay. I am presenting with a photo of you well um, another way, another way to leave us reviews and messages <laughs> is on the MySpace page MySpace Space.com forward slash movies you should see. Um, on there, we have our individual profiles as well. Um, so add yourself. Unless you're a band just wanting publicity. Unless you're a band you. just wanting publicity. 
go away. Alternatively, if you are a band who wants to be our friend, then tell us so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. message me with the friend request. That would be good. Yeah. Mm. That would be good. Also, if you want to leave a voicemail for us or ring us for any reason, uh, we will start playing some of these back. We've played a couple, haven't we? But we've still got some more that we haven't played back and stuff like that. Yeah. You can phone us. We have a voicemail line on Skype. Either put in uh, simply syndicated as the username or uh, dial plus four four one two one two eight six nine two zero six. Rewind that. It's a podcast if you want to hear it again. <laughs> I don't have to say it again. Just rewind. Rewind. And um, good. new podcast out at the start of this week. No, it's yeah. out. It's out. It's out. Yeah. That's yeah. The start of this. Uh, oh, no, he's right. This week, he's yeah. right, you know. Still on Saturday, you know, it's the end of the week. Yeah. yeah. Episode two out on Monday. Episode two out on Monday of Make It So, the Star Trek podcast. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> we're grinning a- as we say this because we're thinking, we're fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Sad yes, are you are. I, I was sat in the room, but it, it was very funny. and. Yeah, you are sad, but it's it's very very funny. This next episode coming up, you know. I think we're better on Star Trek than we are on. Should should we tell them what the next episode is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, episode two deals with me and Rich discussing whether or not. Star Trek should use more swear words for half an hour. So if you can picture that discussion and think of all the funny things that we're going to say and the really witty ways we're going to say them. Talk about downfall. Talk about downfall. It's downfall really of our self-esteem. You have a girlfriend. You're all right. I've I cannot, got the feeling you I really walked out that afternoon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why she was up. If I own the house, I'm fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> I did nearly phone a friend and say, look, hey, can I crash there tonight? Because I just don't know what to do anymore. I don't, know what to do I, d- I don't like a man in a Star Trek uniform. I know. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. Bless your you little cock. Who wants socks. to see Rich in a Star Trek uniform? Don't. Petition. Don't do I'm going to open it's a thread. I'm going to open a thread. I'm going to get votes. We need votes. If I'm going to Santa. You're going as <laughs> medical officer number three. But you've already done that. I have to then get the outfit. Uh, I've thrown it away. I don't have it. No, you yeah, oh, I don't have it anymore. No, it's yeah, hanging up in your closet. It's not in the drawer. <laughs> it's in the drawer. Yeah. All right. I'll I don't it know where it is. It doesn't even know. I'll have to look yeah, for it. Um, it's framed. Yeah. Also, if you'd like to see some good movies, we have movies on sale. You can buy those. Mm-hmm. Film Mike made with mm-hmm. some people in it. <laughs> uh, price £10 on DVD, £5 for your iPod, or broken up into episodes. Um, you weird people who bought episode one and then none of the others. Why was that? How could you not know? It's not rubbish. No. Episode one's one of the stronger ones. It goes downhill after that. Yeah, so why, why did you not buy so it? So encouraging them to buy the next few. <laughs> I'm joking. It's all about episode four. Why did you get off on doing that? I don't know. Um, and also old episodes of us. And our birthday show is still for sale. You can still buy the birthday show. Price two pounds. Well, I think you're saying there, Richard, is buy the birthday show. Buy the birthday show. <laughs> two pounds. Mm. Keith and the Girl video, $5. Whoa, there you go. Far more. We're a bargain. That was two pounds. And and there's loads of us in the room, <laughs> not just Keith. Like I don't know. They might have had a lot of people. They I think you should work I don't know. I like them. I'm not going to get them. We're just, we're just cheaper. Yeah, we like Keith and the Girl. 
Uh, <laughs> come on down. Two pounds. Come on down. The price is right. Come on down. Four for two pounds, people on podcast. Can't do offers. The store software isn't sophisticated enough. Damn. Um, also, I think it's we'll fair. Send you a nice I message. have to mention this, otherwise it'll, it'll kill me. Again, back to the violent castration. Tristan's not here. And it's my fault that Tristan's not on this week's show because I forgot the headphone adapters for everybody to be able to hear him on Skype. So... He was sat waiting for us, and then we had to ring him. I had to ring him and tell him no. So I'm sorry, Tristan. I wouldn't have been so bad a few months ago, but now he's got a life. I know. So you're interrupting that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, but Tristan will be back on our new midweek short podcast. Giving his 10 pence for... Uh... Having a word about that. News on the website about that. Probably Wednesday, Thursday kind of time. Okay. Okay. Just, right. yeah. Yeah. Take it easy. Looking at. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in and listening and uh, putting up with this. Yeah. Um, and Watch Downfall it yeah. is a shit hot film. Yes, yeah. it is indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Mike and Craig, for buying this for me for my birthday. I really appreciate You're it. You're very welcome. Um, no worries. Enjoyed no worries. every second of it. Thank you. Glad we can um, cheer you up. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I was on top of the fucking I'm world. I'm sure you were. Day we had. Well, you, you can look at it and say, at least it's not that bad. Yeah, you know? it, was, yeah. it was either that or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> the yeah. Well, no, I've already so got that. Yeah, I'm uh, just so glad you They're so down similar, down. though. Yeah. Yeah. Very close choice. There's yeah. not even any point in doing a comparison show on them, really, because no. they're just so similar, you can't even yeah. tell them apart. No. When he puts the cooking oil on the set and then goes down the hill really fast. Just like where he burns Hitler's body, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Exactly the same. Oh, dark. Right, let's go. Let's go. Good night, everyone. See you. Good night.